Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com for Thursday, October 21st. A nine-race card, so that means the late pick four starts in race six, and that's what we're going to take a look at on this edition of our program. Tom Leach here along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. By the way, I should have asked you for the Wednesday podcast, but you had your uh, big contest last weekend. How did that go? Oh, it went well. Uh, we had uh, 222 players. I had 112 on site, 110 playing uh, at ADWs. So uh, I had a 222 players. Uh, the winner wound up hitting a $500 exacta in the last race for $14,000. My goodness. John, uh, Jonathan Kenshin, one of the most famous handicapping tournament players, was in first place to the last, and he played, played very conservatively and got passed for second. Uh, Blaze Bricado, who is a, a regular at Keeneland tournaments from Cleveland, Ohio, hit a $450 exact in the last race for almost $13,000. Those guys fire, and you never know who's going to win until the, the dust settles. And it was uh, it was a great tournament. We had It was a very close. 14,000, 13,000, 13, and 12 were the top four numbers that they wow. started off with a bankroll of $2,500. So they, basically, they built it five times, which is pretty, pretty good for us. A card at Kingman, and we had a nice card on Saturday too. We did almost sixteen million dollars to handle on Saturday. Really Fantastic. good day. All right, well, let's jump into the uh, late pick four on Thursday. It starts in the sixth race on the turf, and it's the uh, middle leg of the turf pick three, which starts in race four. And this is a starter allowance for three-year-olds and up, going a mile and a sixteenth on the turf course. Uh, big field here. Where did you land? If you could narrow this one down, you're a better handicapper than I am because I could go a lot of different ways here. Landed on uh, Hawk of War for Wayne Catalano, coming off of a really good effort at Kentucky Downs where Rustler beat him uh, by two and a quarter, an 85 buyer at six and a half furlongs. Stretching back out to a mile and 16 should be a problem for this horse. Getting better at the right time, and Catalano is due. He's 0 for 8 at the meets as, as we uh, record this so gonna take him but I, I there's no way that i'm going to get narrow here i can make a case for risk manager on the outside i can make a case for uh paul mcgee's horse perfect cut with joe talamo from the nine hole girl dad from the inside just because it's george weaver on the turf greener pastures for michael mccarthy ships in here uh, actually doesn't ship in just a it's kind of odd for mccarthy to have a horse based at churchill but 83 buyer last time out and one easing. Drew takes the mount back, stretches out from seven furlongs to mile and 16. And Fieldstone for Joe Sharp. And those are the six horses I'm going to use. And I've got no strong opinion at all. I think you've got to spread in the first race. Now, you're probably going to single the way we did the Wednesday card. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to spread in here, too. I ended up with a win pick on top, taking Fieldstone, the last one you mentioned, just because it's, a, I think, a wide-open race. And it's uh, this horse 8-1 to one in the morning line. Uh, has finished first under the wire twice, but got DQ'd two starts ago. Been consistent with the buyer figs, and Sharp is 23% with the blinkers off angle, which is in play here. So Fieldstone is my pick, but uh, like Risk Manager, like Hawk of War, Greener Pastures intrigues me a lot too. Uh, if uh, the move back to the grass isn't an issue. And then uh, I'm going to also throw in Optimus Cat, who's just had consistent numbers for, for Lucas on the turf as well, but kind of think one of those other four, the uh, two, seven, eight, or 11, will probably win it, but I'm going to go five deep. Seventh race is an allowance optional claimer at seven furlongs for three-year-olds and up. 
and I did not have a strong opinion here. I ended up settling on Dennis's moment, who is a horse from the Romans barn that was really highly thought of early in his career and had never gotten back to some of those early accomplishments. But last time out, rushed into a really fast pace, so I'm going to forgive that and look at the 87 buyer off the layoff in the previous start and think if this horse can get back to that effort, Corey Landry keeps the mount, that he could be uh, dangerous in here. Shoplifted, uh, I'm going to use just off the uh, angle that you know had kept some classy company, but this horse uh, hasn't won in uh, in a while, and the Asmussen Barn's been cold. So, but I feel like I've got to use uh, that one. And then Bourbon War uh, is cutting back from longer races and ran against Art Collector last time at Saratoga was way back, but obviously that was a uh, much better group than uh, this one is running into in this spot. So I'm going to stick with just those three in the pick four, but take Dennis's moment on top. How about you? I agree with those three horses, and, and I'm I'm questioning whether Dennis's moment is ever going to get back to where he was. I mean, he was a, a, he was the favorite, a four to five favorite in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile uh, at Santa Anita, and just Got had a bad start, never got into the race, and hadn't been the same since then. And I don't know. Of course, he's had some time off, but he's he's actually putting three races together here: race in August, race in September, Churchill, and and kind of got a got a tough ride from Corey. I, I'm a little surprised that he's back on the horse, but he is, and and he he knows the horse well, and he rides well for Roman. So I, I think he's got a big shot in here. I think this level of competition may get him back on his track. Bourbon Wharf, Ian Wilkes, didn't run that well in the Alligar at Saratoga, but I don't think he really wants a mile and eight. Seven furlongs should suit him better. And shoplifted for Asmus and uh, didn't run well at, in the race against Sir Alfred James. That's kind of a question mark. So horse went off at two to one. Uh, but the 90 buyer before that, at, at this distance, at Saratoga, certainly fits the race. So same three horses, two, five, six here. Eighth race is for Phillies and Mares three and up. First level allowance, sprinting on the turf at five and a half. And I took the Wesley Ward horse. Imagine that in a turf sprint. His horse has <laughs> certainly been firing. Spicy Marge is the eight, who so I'm talking about. Got an 82 buyer figure last time at Saratoga. Runner-up has come back to win. Um, but not going to single. I thought uh, Hey Kitten uh, had, was two wins in the last four outings. And uh, in the best form of her career from a buyer figure standpoint, um, I want to include her as well, and I'm just going to stick with those two in the pick four. If you want to go deeper, the next one I had on my list was Yes to Mischief, the one. But I kind of think it's one of those other two that uh, gets the win here. How do you see the eighth race? You know, we really didn't handicap together, but I'm on spicy margin as as well. That's not a surprise. Wesley Ward's going to be the favorite here. He's seven for 17 with six other horses in the money. 41% strike rate at the Keeneland meet, and this is right up his alley. So the five and a half furlongs, Spicy Marge is going to be the favorite here. I did not single her. I used Hay Kitten uh, for Brissette just because the, she's been so consistent. Won at Kentucky Downs last time out, so uh, getting better at the right time. And May, if, if Spicy Marge does not fire, and there's a chance. The numbers are, are not as consistent with this filly. But uh, Hey Kitten, to me, picks up the pieces if, if Spicy Marge does not run off with it. So five and eight for me. Wrap it up with a maiden claimer at the 50K level for two-year-old fillies. One mile on the dirt here, so the inside posts are generally favored, and I ended up taking the uh, inside horse. 
got the rail, got uh, speed, had showed, showed speed in uh, her debut. It's Brad Cox. It's a class drop here to Maiden Claiming Company. So I'm going to take uh, the one on top. But uh, Bella Prima also dropping out of straight Maiden Company. Good post position. Um, Barrow Down also um, ran decently here and drops out of the straight Maiden ranks into Maiden Claiming, and that's always a, a noteworthy drop. And then uh, the eight perfect mistress, Fausto Gutierrez, um, who trains, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the, uh, the mayor's name, uh, that is going to be the uh, Latruska, that's going to be the likely yeah. favorite. The Breeders' Cup distaff won the spinster so impressively here. That's uh, her trainer. And this horse got bet in her debut. And so I'm going to, uh, uh, or last time out for Gutierrez, so I'm going to, uh, take uh, this horse uh, also on my ticket. So I'm going to go four deep on the pick four. Uh, how do you see the last race? Um, I used three of the horses you did. I did not use Perfect Mistress. I just thought they gave up on her awfully quick uh, after that race in at, at Belmont. Uh, but she had her excuse as a muddy track, and she was stuck on the outside and, you know, went on four to one, didn't run very well, but they're dropping her to 50,000. Uh, but they only gave 22 for her, so maybe that's that's not as, as bad a sign as I think. Uh, Bella Prima was my pick for Sisterson, dropping out of Maiden Special Weight from Indiana, going turf to dirt, the dirt race at Ellis Park with a 50 buyer may be good enough to win this. So, excuse me, um, I'm going to take Sisterson on top. Uh, Cox's horse, Purity, got to use the one. Got to use Burrow down uh, off the buyers. Uh, the last dirt buyer was a 54. And I'm going to use McPeak's first-time starter. She stood by me. This is a uh, uh, a homebred that that uh, Kelly Colliver bred and uh, races. And and McPeak doesn't really crank them, but this is not a very tough field. So she may have just drawn a, a fairly weak field for her first time out, and she may uh, break through early. So I'm going to go four deep with a big four. So Jim, let's uh, put together our pick four tickets. I'll go first. I'm going. Uh, we're going to have similar tickets, unlike uh, the Wednesday podcast. I've got two, three, seven, eight, eleven to begin. Then two, five, six. Then five, eight, and then one, two, five, eight for a sixty dollar ticket on the Saturday card. And uh, you know, if you wanted to single spicy Marge because it's Ward, you could cut that in half. But I, uh, I liked uh, Hey Kitten. Thought had a, a decent shot in there as well. How about you? Yeah, I agree. Uh, we do have similar tickets. I went one two seven eight nine eleven with two five six with five eight with one two five seven. So we're either going to both be very smart or very stupid. I'm going to seventy two dollars for the first seventy two dollar ticket was mine. <laughs> <laughs> mine was seventy two dollars. Uh, well, we wish uh, you folks uh, good luck on the uh, card on Thursday. If you're uh, playing our uh, pick four tickets, we're uh, kind of in sync on the Thursday card. So, And don't forget that uh, the new all-turf pick three race starts in race four on the Thursday card. And um, there was a horse uh, I liked in there, Love and Money, Gaffley owns riding, that uh, I thought looked awfully salty in there. So those turf pick threes with it being a $3 bet, if you can find a way to, to single in the race, uh, that can help you a lot. So take a look at that to start the uh, turf pick three in race four. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach, and that is the In the Money Podcast for KeelanSelect.com.